You're listening to The Training Dummies. With Rob and Daryl and James. And we've decided to run a marathon. Good evening and welcome to The Training Dummies. It is episode 266 and we're recording this on May 17th, 2022. Um, with me, as always, I have uh, my bro host with the most, Rob. And with us back again, I guess he was here last episode too, we've got James as well. Um, how are you guys doing tonight? Outstanding. What do I have the most of? I don't know. French fries, apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got more French fries than I do. I do. Well, not anymore. I don't have any. No? But yeah, I've, I'm, kick, I'm kicking off the nutrition proper. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, so yeah, we should just jump right into this. I guess since the last episode, Rob and I have ran our half marathons. Rob, how did yours go? You want to give a little recap? Yeah. Um, I knew that uh, James had mentioned to me the other day that he noticed that throughout this particular go around that there was plenty of times where I had kind of popped in and messaged you guys and said, I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know if I did that as much before. Um, and I don't know what the, the deal is, but that's true. I did say that, but I did do every single one of my runs that I was supposed to do. I didn't shortchange on that. So, uh, it went, it went fine. Um, I kind of just had to adjust some of my expectations for myself. There was a point uh, in which I realized that real life was just kind of, you know, doing its thing. And excuse me, um, I just was like, had to be realistic about the goals that I was going to hit according to the effort that I was putting in and kind of where I was at. So I decided on the like a week or two ahead of time that. This was just going to be not stressful. It was just going to just go out and do it, uh, enjoy it, you know, that whole thing. And I did. Um, and I it was it was just like, you know, it's a half marathon, but I didn't I didn't struggle. I did walk a few times. Um, there was a couple of folks that, you know, you kind of find your your people, I guess, yeah. who you're who you're pacing, who you're pacing with. I ended up talking to a couple of folks and. You know, there was uh, there was one point I want to say it was around mile marker eight where somebody that was running the full marathon came flying past me like like I was standing still, and I was like, okay, <laughs> there's there's gonna be one of these every single time. Um, and let's see, remember I was talking last time about the lady with the stroller and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. And the one, and the one lady, or it was the one guy running backwards or whatever, you know, there's always like something that just makes you go, come on, man. <laughs> like I, I just, I gotta do better than this, you know? Well, this time there was a pregnant lady and her husband and she was mega, like mega pregnant. Like if I didn't know any better, I would say, like she was gonna give birth there at the finish line. <laughs> and her like octopus, like octopus woman. <laughs> did, ago, yeah. I mean, it was she was, there was no no joke. <laughs> um, and her and her husband, you know, we kind of took turns passing each other for a while, and then I think at one point I just I just slowed my pace down a bit, and and they they kept going. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, it was the. It wasn't the exact identical run as last year. I don't, th- or not last year, but the last one. It was the same race, but I think they adjusted a couple of little streets and stuff. And um, I don't know. It was there was about four times as many hills as I remember there being, <laughs> and there was a lot before. <laughs> and it was a very, very, very windy, very humid day. And it uh, it did it did kind of sap the energy out of me. But I just decided, you know what? Like, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to, mm. I was stopping and sending, uh, you know, I, was, I wasn't stopping, but I was like actually sending polos to my wife and kids and, you know, just like, you know, kind of just enjoying it rather than, rather than like letting it kind of eat me alive and beating myself up. And so, yeah, I enjoyed it and uh, it was a good race. Right on. I did not PR done and I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. I, I think I just want to commend that attitude, Rob. Like, yeah. 
I, I think that sometimes as runners, after we've done like one thing once, we want to do it again, but better, right? That, and, that and was one of my goals, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But so often, like the definition of better is we must PR it, right? And like, mm-hmm. I think you the way you just framed it is like you you enjoyed it more, you had a better time, and you you know you started talking to people along the way, mm-hmm. like you feel better about it. And like for mm-hmm. me, I think that is a much healthier definition of better than trying to shave a few seconds or a few minutes off uh, you know some time like that's kind of arbitrary yeah i i just took it in you know um i was expecting it to be you know based on my based on my trip up the day before to go get my you know my uh my bib number and you know all the all the goodie bags and all that stuff it was like it was wild there because i drove up to waco and you know the whole event is the uh it's kind of the chip and joanna Gaines thing mm-hmm. and you know, just based on the the day before, did I go up Friday or Saturday? No, I went up two days before. I went up Friday and got all my stuff. And based on that, I was like, dude, this is going to be insane. People are chomping at the bit to, you know, finally get out of their house and do, you know, have yeah. an event and go do something again. And honestly, like race day was far less crowded than I expected. Uh, far less people running. And I don't know, man, there was this... This is the first time I think I've ever run even even a 5k that I didn't get up there at the finish or the you know the start line and just feel like oh my god what have I done what's what's happening here <laughs> you know like I just got there and I was like all right here we go you know and I just then that kind of that was my uh that was my approach from from the get go so it just felt it totally felt different from from the moment it started right on true true story <laughs> um yeah, mine went well as well. I didn't PR it either. I, I knew I wouldn't. Um, like my first one, whatever that was, three years ago. And then I did the second one like a couple months after that. And I, I had shaved a couple minutes off. But this one, I knew I was going to be slower. I just, just all my training runs, right? They, they've all been slower. I just knew I was slower now. So I wasn't expecting to PR it either. Um, I know last time I had, I had talked about the, you know, the one pacer and how I started the race last time and I'm like behind this one pacer where I was expecting my time to be, but I was like, this feels slow. So, you know, I just booked it past them and they ended up catching up to me, mm-hmm. you know, when there was like two or three kilometers left. But this time that was the same pacer I was looking at and I'm like, this actually feels okay right now. So I, I think I was ahead of them, just, just barely ahead of them. And, uh, all of a sudden at kilometer seven, I don't know what happened, but they just went past me. I'm like, how did that happen? Like, I was, <laughs> I swear I was just ahead of them. Yeah. Like, because yeah. there was a group of like, I don't know, six or seven of us all kind of together. And they were just behind me. And then all of a sudden, like, kilometer seven, they just went behind me. I'm like, okay. And then a couple of kilometers pa- later, the next pacer went by me. I'm like, I didn't even know they were that close. Like, what happened? So, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to try and keep up to them because that's, you know, closer to what I was hoping for. It was still faster than my plan, but no, I couldn't keep up to them. So I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, I just let them go. Um, but yeah, it was good. Uh, like the last 5K, I think, I didn't, I took my last energy choose or whatever it was. I think I had 5K left. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, one of the worst parts. Okay, so I don't know how I got it in my head, but so I thought I had passed the 16 kilometer marker. And my next one was 17. I'm like, all right, only four kilometers left. All right, I got this. And then all of a sudden I hit the 16 kilometer marker. I'm like, I have five left? What do you mean? Like I somehow tricked myself into thinking I had gone farther than I had. That was the only real hiccup I think I had. Like just my own mental math. Like somehow I'm like, I lost a kilometer somewhere. But but for the last 5K, I just, I didn't stop. I just ran. Um, my feet hurt at the end. And like for the last two or three kilometers, like, like every step was like, okay, you know, this is not comfortable. This, you know, this hurts, but if I walk, it's not going to get any better. It's still going to hurt when I'm done. So I just like grin and bear it. And I just, I just plowed through. I just, you know, finished it. No stopping for the last five. And, uh, but it was good. Um, I beat my goal time by four minutes. Um, so it was good. I was, I was happy with it overall. And then today... I think last time on the half marathons, I didn't do anything for a, for a full week after at least. I went and knocked out four and a half K tonight while my son was at violins. So so my feet feel great. 
They're not sore at all. My hips were a little stiff and tight. Like I could feel that when I was running tonight, but um, hopefully that run loosened them up a bit. But uh, yeah, other than that, it was it was good. I had a I had a good race, and I'm looking forward to uh, the the marathon. Like I'm, this is a good starting point now to uh, carry forward. Well, I since last episode have not run a half marathon uh, because of the <laughs> no, aforementioned no. injury that I talked yes. about in the last episode. Yeah. <clears throat> but that is all now healed up, and I'm in awesome. a good spot where today actually uh, was officially day one of my training regimen um, that I haven't talked to the two of you about because I we I put this <laughs> I put this training plan together and put a spreadsheet together, and now I'm doing something completely different. Um, but that's okay. I'll talk about that in a minute. But so I had a couple of miles of, uh, sprint interval intervals today for day one and the ankle feels good, feels strong. I'm feeling good and strong and I am extremely excited for, uh, for going to Minneapolis with you guys in October. Oh, I can't wait. I know. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And, and I was in Austin last week with work and Rob and I got to hang out and have a meal and we talked a little bit about it and like, it's just uh, it's just gonna feel good, I think. Like have the three of us together. We're gonna just figure out if we can. Um, we should try and figure out if we can record a podcast like immediately post race while we're there. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. It makes it more work, right? Yeah, I definitely. Think so. I mean, I I carry my laptop wherever I go for uh, for work. So yeah, in the I'll middle bring that of that and a mic, and we'll set up in a pub somewhere, and at least just do like a little. I don't know, a little drunk post-marathon special <laughs> i feel I like, like we could probably record it during the, the race <laughs> if, you, if you really do carry your laptop with you everywhere <laughs> you can go <laughs> oh man awesome yeah it was good uh it's good to hear um i am going to transition us into a little bit of a different talk then now that we've kind of got caught up unless one of you guys have something else no no carry on all right so you talked about your plan that you settled in on, and I don't know. There's a good chance that um, I'm thinking that we may have all have done a similar thing. James, based on a conversation I had with you last week, I went ahead and yeah. uh, I did the subscription for the Runkeeper one, and um, I've got the spreadsheet that that you set up and put all that information in there, and, uh, and I, I'm probably still going to like use it as a reference point just to make sure i'm on i'm on pace but right now i'm also looking at this uh, runkeeper plan and it seems pretty good seems yeah. really good um what i did was you know you pay the pay the thing and then you go in and it's kind of neat you tell it you're gonna run what distance you're gonna run and, and when you want to run it by um and kind of just goes from there right like it tell you it tells you that uh it's gonna, it's gonna, uh, what to do and what days. Um, yeah, I'm not a thousand percent sure on a few things, but we, we talked about it over dinner last week, and there's a couple of reasons. Like, I am also pivoting to doing a run keeper plan, um, for a couple of reasons. One is I am behind the curve, and the plan that, uh, we had talked about doing that I'd put together the spreadsheet for begins middle of June, right? Mm. And it assumes a certain level of, competence and ability going into mm -hmm. it um given that it's been so long since i ran anything of any meaningful distance i wanted to give myself a bit of time so i also just started to look at the runkeeper plans plugged in the race date plugged in the distance i chose uh i think i chose the beginner um plan just because even though i've done a few it's been many many years mm -hmm. and it's been at least <clears throat> let's see 2019 almost three years since i ran even sort of double miles um and so so it began today for me with like i mentioned some some surge running some sprint intervals um but what i really like and, and rob you mentioned this last week that there is something there's something about the dopamine hit you get when you mark something as done or when the app goes way to go you finished your distance mm -hmm. right yeah and i don't have to think beyond because it feeds me only one week at a time like i can see the overview of everything mm -hmm. that i'm, I'm going to be doing but there's a this week tab to it and so all i see is what i'm doing this week and it prevents me from getting intimidated by like you know holy shit in four weeks i'm going to be running 17 miles or whatever right like uh -huh. it, it kind of hides that so all i've got to worry about this week is a couple of two mile relaxed runs and a six mile at the weekend I'm like okay i think i can do that and then once that's done, it'll show me next week. 
and that's all I have to worry about. So I really like how this is presented, um, and I, I'm, I've pivoted to basically committing to this. There's a couple of rest days in there, which uh, I'll use for some cross-training, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes. That's perfect. Um, I think one thing I wanted to make sure to say is that I am not... Uh, I'm not by any stretch ungrateful for the spreadsheet. I just thought that kind of the way that we're doing things now, it made sense to um, be able to, you know, exactly like the point that that we had talked about, um, just getting that little, that little fill of the dopamine or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but like being able to just track everything just yeah. right there from an Ooh. app, you know, you pop it open, there it is. What do I got to do today? All right, cool. You know, and it's, you know, it's, kind of just a one-stop shop and you're able to focus get it done and and uh really i don't know i don't have to keep going back to something or tracking something or, or paying attention you know i just yeah uh you look at tomorrow like for me at least i look at tomorrow and go all right what's tomorrow look like oh i need to do this all right cool and you know you can look at the week ahead or you can kind of and you, you just know that it's ramping up because that's how these things work and mm-hmm. just go from there you know i pretty i don't know there's a pretty simple i have a simple life going on right now and (laughs) i'm busy with work and all this other nonsense but like you know i don't feel like uh i need to to make things any harder than Mm -hmm. they should be so um daryl you will be very pleased to hear that the runkeeper program does include tempo running yeah yeah okay Uh, Uh, so any yeah uh as far as the runkeeper like i i paid for the app last week for the live tracking because that was great by the way i, I checked out like I, I clicked on the link a couple of times to see where you were and like that's actually there was a it was kind of cool it was really very real time you know yeah well, it, it mm-hmm. totally is it totally is it's it's awesome and but that's the whole reason i paid for the app last week just so i could send the link not necessarily to you guys but to my mom because I, I want to send her that so she could see my accomplishment that's amazing though <laughs> but, but man, anyway. i liked it yeah, but but yeah, it was, it was I really enjoyed that aspect of it last time, like being able to send that and and it was awesome seeing in like in our last time or like whatever that was three years ago, like you got put in our Discord. I don't think it, it didn't mm-hmm. this time, but I'm sure someone for our full will do that. I'm hoping for us. But anyway, people were commenting on my race and and the pace I was doing, and I'm like, oh, that you know, it felt really good to hear those those positive comments when I was done. It was yeah, awesome to read those. Yeah. Um, so. Rob mentioned that you had talked about the Runkeeper training plan, so I went and looked at it too, and I really liked that idea because it 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 asked all these questions, and not only that, it asked like what days do you want for your rest days? Like what days can you run on? Well, I never like to do anything Fridays, and I got the weekend, and I like to take the Monday off too. So I was able to select those as my rest days, put in my goal time for the full marathon, and then yeah, it just generated a plan based off all of that stuff. I'm like, well, this is this is awesome. So yeah, I, I really like that too. So I'm probably going to use the same thing as the Runkeeper app, mm-hmm. just uh, based on that because yeah, it it looked really good to me. Just everything that all the questions that it asked, and then it formulated a plan based on my input i thought that was really cool too i agree i agree a hundred percent um i was i think it was before we started recording i i was saying i i was looking at a couple other apps you know james we were talking the other day and i was like oh i don't really want to use this one or you know a lot of people use strava or whatever but every one of them has either some sort of subscription or, or price involved or i was running into a i don't know they just were telling me like basically based on some of the information i put in it was like maybe you want to do something less than a marathon right now you know like (laughs) like low-key like you're not ready for this i'm like it's six months out that's just what i'm doing like come on yeah that's the point of this you know yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like those things are there just because of liability, right? Like, yeah. I think it would be different. It would be like, yeah, you could do this in six weeks. You know, it's like, well, right. that's a yeah. slightly different yeah. thing. So, um, you know, I, I think that we all sort of know where we're at. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the important thing, I think, is, I mean, at least for me, having just, like, got this early injury, um, I'm going to be taking it easy. I'm not, you know, I'm going to listen to my body full on with this and just go at the pace that I need to go at to get across the finish line. I, I, I think that's kind of where we're all at, right? I mm-hmm. think I don't feel like I have 
as much to prove as maybe I did before. And I maybe this uh, half that I just ran really helped me mentally with that because I was able to run it and enjoy it and not and not walk away disappointed with myself like I like I thought I would be for not you know hitting my goals or hitting my you know, where oh you should be doing better you know and, and we've talked a few times about uh, in the past about you know your journey is your journey you know you can't you can't measure yourself against anyone else it's just a completely different thing you know and I, I fall into that pitfall a lot even though we know it we talk about it I, I kind of fall into these moments where I'm like you know I see Daryl's run or I see you know somebody else you know and we we have a couple of friends that are like I don't know Allie or or you know if you if you go on to uh you know the run talk I think we've mentioned before where it's like TikTok but it's all runners and all the stuff that they're doing it's mm-hmm. real easy to to all of a sudden go geez man how like I should be deeper than this come on you know like but i think i don't know maybe i learned a lesson maybe i am maybe i'm past that for now maybe i'm finally gonna just do my thing run my race and don't let anybody tell me otherwise all right thanks for joining us on episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's not going to be nearly as funny uh, when people are listening to it because uh, i cut out Darryl, the dead space out <laughs> yeah we uh we truncate the silence so there's gonna there's not gonna be any silence there. <laughs> damn it <laughs> all right um, you all right, wanted so to talk yeah I'll yeah let, okay, let's get into i had this bro- normally we uh, we don't even name the episode until afterwards uh, because something will come up and we'll, you know. Well, we'll no, it's because we're largely unprepared coming into these. We podcasts. need the last one. <laughs> both oh, like, no, no, no. We're, we, are, we are staunch professionals that know <laughs> okay. exactly what we're doing. And, yeah. uh, okay. We named um, one Bofa. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we did. Jeez. Um, <laughs> I just, how did I say it, didn't I? Uh, but, okay. So I was, I was uh, just finished up. A treadmill session right before we started and i was like hmm interesting uh all of a sudden i looked down and i saw something oh it was like a commercial for something and and uh i was talking about the terms and conditions and i was like oh that's funny because that could be a running thing terms and conditions because we're always talking about you know all the different terms that there is for different runs you know the tempo runs and fart look and sprints and you know i was looking at your spreadsheet earlier and it was like yasos and pace reps and you know, uh, just uh, the, all the acronyms and little things that have just happened over the years where we're like, I don't know if I know what, what all these things are. So I thought it was funny because I was like terms and conditions, all the different terms that we use and then all the, you know, the different conditions that we run in and what, mm-hmm. what does that look like and how do we, you know, how do we do that? And I was like, okay, I'm down, I'm down. So I thought maybe tonight... Um, we could go over what what some of these mean and some things to uh, maybe be be aware of or you know some of it may be obvious you know if we're we're talking about running conditions like for me it's uh, about to be summertime in Texas so obviously hydrate <laughs> and then when you're done hydrate some more mm-hmm. and then after that hydrate some more and um, and then probably when you get home hydrate some more so like yeah. I feel like, you know, that's... All uh, right, so that's <laughs> it for this month's episode. Uh, Rob basically <laughs> just covered it all. So. <laughs> and after you're... Yeah, and then after you're done hydrating, maybe, you know, hydrate one more time. But <laughs> So, yeah, that's... Uh, maybe we could start. Um, I, if I would have been even more prepared, I would have tried to make a list of these things. But uh, <laughs> I feel like... I feel like we can... We can pull some of these out of a hat as we're going. I know, James, you know a bunch off the top of your head. Sure. And I mentioned a couple. So, um, Dar- why don't we start with Daryl's favorite? And I and I think this is funny because I think, honestly, I think Daryl's beef with this term is that uh, it came up a lot during a couple of Hearthstone-related episodes that we did. And I think that it's... I still don't made, get it. Return. It yes. made no yeah. sense. It still doesn't. <laughs> and now, and now that it's a running term, he's like, <laughs> "It doesn't make sense." He's like, I don't, he's I don't like, get what, it. What the actual? We're, we're talking is about this. the tempo run, aren't we? Oh, we're yes, talking we about are. Tempo run, yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. make. I, 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 you tell me that, and I'll just get frustrated and say, "I'm just going to go run." I don't know what that means. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, the thing about a tempo run is that the, the whole point of it is to improve your lactate threshold, right? Like, which is how much lactic acid can you build up in your muscle before it starts to 
starts to break down your muscle fibers, right? And everyone's threshold is a little bit different. But if you improve your threshold, it helps you to run faster for longer. That's the whole point of it. And so the way that it works is you take yourself up to basically just below your, your lactate threshold, then you back off for a little while and your body's natural ability to flush lactic acid out of your muscles kicks in and it reduces that level. Then you build it back up again and you get close to that threshold and then you back off. Um, they don't have much rest to them though. That's why there's, it's a challenge, right? Because it's not like walk, run, walk, run. It's like run, run a bit faster and then run and then run a bit faster. Mm, right. Okay. So they, yeah. so they do suck. Like, but they're challenging. And if in that aspect, I think they're also great for building up your mental strength um, for the, you know, for those same reasons. Like I can tell you now, I don't, I hate tempo running as well, but it is a bit of a necessary evil, right? Like managing and increasing our, our lactate threshold in, um, in particularly in our leg muscles is, is, key to be able to getting through 26 miles i mean you know we're not naturally built for doing that and so these kinds of exercises get us there um you'll find that as that sort of increases um you you get sort of your breathing will will get go from sort of like being calm and controlled to kind of labored and chaotic and, and <laughs> it's like you're gonna be gasping for breath by the end of it um and you know, I know that the old the whole thing is like if you can't hold a conversation or if you can't speak a few words while you're running, you sh you're running too fast. During a tempo run, that's the whole point: is to get get right up to that that uh, level and then back off a little bit to be able to catch your breath, get a little more comfortable, and then immediately pivot right back into some speed again um, to to try and sort of increase your your lactic threshold. So, what would be like uh, like some of the I have a couple of different questions here and maybe I'll ask them both and then you can think about how you want to answer that. But so what would be the typical, like, like how long would you push at the, at the higher pace for, and then come back down? And then as kind of a, a side question to that, um, do you think about the zones at all when you're doing this or is this just considered, and we could talk more about the zone thing, or is this just considered maybe like, you know, you're running at zone two and you push to zone three and you know um, I mean? yeah, I mean, you're talking about heart rate zones, right? And like, mm -hmm. they generally are not a good indicator of your lactate threshold. Um, they're just a good indicator of your uh, cardiovascular strength, which is a whole other thing. That's why we do interval running for those and surge running. Um, but for tempo, um, I, the way that I've understood it, and if there's any listeners out there who know better, please do correct me on this, but the way I've always understood tempo runs is that if you're training for a marathon, your tempo pace should be somewhere between your 5K and your 10K pace, right? And so whatever that, whatever uh, so that those is... So are, those are different paces then, huh? They, I mean, they are, just simply because, you know, 5K is is you know, a little over three miles, you can run that a little faster than you can run a 10K because okay. you yeah, don't have to hold yeah. that speed for, uh -huh. for quite the same distance, right? So um, last time I did tempos, uh, I think the longest tempo run I did was eight miles um, somewhere in the in the training regimen. I think it's in sort of the final third of, what I, of the training plan that I'd used. Um, and it would be something like, I don't know, like a mile, mile and a half of warm-up, just sort of a relaxed, slow pace run to just get yourself into a little bit of a, a rhythm, mm -hmm. um, and then it would be, it would be uh, eight intervals of one mile at your tempo pace. So one mile at your your between five k and ten k pace, and then you would back off to a very slow jog for one minute, and then you would repeat that for another seven miles, um, and then at the end of that, like after your last tempo interval you would go back to sort of another mile, mile and a half of recovery running at the pace you did your warm up at. So, you know, it, it's challenging and it's hard. Um, and, and by the end of it, I just remember my legs feeling like I've got nothing left. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that is the whole point of it is to take, to take your, your leg ability, your muscle ability all the way up to just below its threshold back it off, recover for a little bit, and then take it up again. And what that does is it slowly pushes your lactate threshold upwards so that, you know, you're not going to be complaining about muscle cramps and lactic acid buildup in your muscles when you're when you're trying to push through mile 22, 23 and onwards. 
um, in a marathon. So, and there are different, I think in, in every training plan, there's going to be different distances of it. Like your first tempo run might be three miles, four miles. Your longest might be seven miles, eight miles. Um, there's probably a tempo run somewhere in the taper weeks right at the end of training. Um, that'll be maybe two, three miles, something like that. Mm-hmm. I want to see if I can look at... So why is it called this... tempo? That doesn't make any sense. Te- tempo. Yeah, I, it's just, I don't know why it's called tempo. I mean, for me, I'm a musician, so tempo is simply the the beats per minute at which I'm playing at. So I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't, that doesn't matter, Daryl. It could be called Fred for all I care. <laughs> I'd rather it was called Fred. Okay, then, then we're <laughs> no, just going to, from now on, we refer to these as our Fred runs. <laughs> right. And you could think of, like, the Fred Flintstone thing where he's, like, running to with his car with that giant <laughs> side of ribs hanging off the side yeah, of there it. you go <laughs> i like it wow okay uh all right because i'm looking right now i just pulled up in the app and it's telling me that uh today was a relaxed run and tomorrow it says surges oh and, surges are great i love surges. and it's saying and basically um no it just says below that and it says you know it gives me a window of you should be hitting this pace it looks like yeah i mean i would be wary about about that because the app doesn't know your your actual capability right it doesn't i mean i was pretty honest when i was putting in my goals you know like here's you know here's kind of my like when i'm going whatever long long runs here's what i sure doing you know so i mean it, it has it has a pretty generous window there of you know between this and yeah um so so surges are basically a short form interval run that's similar to a tempo but the point of um point of surge running is that they they essentially start introducing you to faster paces right and they they get you ready for the the harder, longer workouts simply by conditioning. Um, and the way they work is normally, again, like all of these are going to have some kind of warm up run and cool down run at the beginning, the end of a slower pace. But a surge run is a is a almost like a very short interval. So instead of like running a mile at five k pace, it'll have you like run close to sprint pace, not at sprint pace because that'll exhaust you, but like fairly close to it where it's hard to breathe and you're really having to push. You'll do that typically for like 30 seconds on and then 30 seconds off at a slow recovery pace. Um, so like, so that's how I ran today. Actually, I did, I did a couple of miles of surge running um, yeah. and it was what was in the app for me. And I, and I did, so I did like a yeah, little half mile warm up. Okay. I, I clicked into it now and it's actually telling me it's not saying here's a window of your stuff. It's saying you need to surge at this pace for 30 seconds and then 30 seconds at this recovery pace and yeah. do that do that eight times okay okay so right. yeah and so like yeah. I, but i think like so for me my surge target pace was an 8 minute mile now mm-hmm. right now i could maybe do that one time i decided that i was going to surge at like an 845 to 915 mile because i knew that i could probably sustain that for the eight repeats that i had to mm-hmm. do that at mm-hmm. um so it's like 30 seconds on 30 seconds off doing that eight times and then a half mile cooldown um, and you know, I mean, here I am only like what, 12 hours later and I'm already feeling it in my legs, right? Like I can tell, uh, that, yeah, I this can is, tell it pushed me. This is tomorrow's run yeah. and I'm already feeling yeah, I got it. This similar, yeah. Wow. This is okay. I am really glad that I just bit the bullet and went for this here. And then, yeah, you can click into your overviews and go, all right, what's my long run and then it says here's your target pace blah 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 and it gives you a whole little paragraph of kind of like what you i'm not yeah. tr- i'm not trying to sell anybody on uh on run if anyone from but... Runkeeper is listening <laughs> we uh we will take endorsements <laughs> no kidding man yeah uh yeah worth reaching out huh <laughs> um all right so we covered covered a couple we did surges we did uh daryl's favorite the uh, tempo the tempo runs and Let's see here. We've now, got... but there is there is another form that is somewhere in between those, which is interval running, right? Mm-hmm. And because like uh, surge running and tempo running are still intervals, but they are a different thing to like actual interval workouts, where interval is is distance based rather than time based that are designed to improve what's known as VO2 max. That is, how much oxygen are you able to process while you're working out? What your breathing level is? How much oxygen is pumping through your heart and your lungs and getting to your muscles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so typically an interview pace will be similar to where your 5K race pace is. 
um, and you would be running f fast enough so that within about two minutes of starting that interval, you're going to start breathing hard, right? Like it's that sort of pace where when you start it, you're like, oh yeah, this is sustainable. But about 90 seconds to two minutes later, you're like, uh-oh, like this is definitely not sustainable. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, like there's always, you know, if you read anything by Hal Higdon or sort of like any of the any of the runner's world type articles that talk about this, they will say things like that you should be able to, to say a full sentence if you absolutely have to, but you should be running fast enough that you won't want to. Right. And I'm like, I actually kind of like how it phrases that because uh, I know funny. how that feels and where that sits. And right. So, mm -hmm. you know, typical intervals will, because they are distance based, will be something like um, maybe a half mile at, uh, at just shy of your 5K pace and then a quarter mile of recovery at a, at a sort of a slow jog pace. And then you'll repeat that, you know, however many times a training plan asks for 4X or 6X or something like that. Um, and that, that, that's a different, that does a different thing to your body than a surge run or a tempo run. That's focusing primarily on your oxygen processing and getting your VO2 max to increase. I'm not going to lie. I am probably not going to really deep dive throughout the process of this marathon training, unless we hit a point where, where. I go, oh my God, that is awesome. I really need to, uh, I really what, need this. You mean, you mean about like things like VO2 max and like, right. uh -huh. yeah, I mean, look, yeah. I, I don't, all of, yeah. all of our design devices measure that now, right? Like my Apple watch measures it. I've got an aura ring. It measures it. Um, I don't, I don't really care. I, I just, I, I'm going to do these runs cause I know it's going to be good for my body, but I'm not really going to look at that measurement of being like, well, my VO2 has increased from 42 to 50 or whatever. Right. Like, like, no, I, I don't. I'm not going to do that level of deep dive because A, I know how obsessive I can get about that data and B, it doesn't actually matter what the number is. The point is get through the, the training, get through the exercise. Your body mm -hmm. will do what mm -hmm. your body's going to do yeah. with your interval runs and your tempo runs and your surge runs. Like All of that is going to be good for you. All of that is going to increase your ability and increase your chances of feeling good when you cross the 26.2 finish line. That's really what I care about. So like, am I, do I care about the interval runs? Yes, going to do them. Do I care about the data behind it? No. And I refuse to look at it. Well, and I kind of feel like um, if I'm having a problem that I could potentially use data from, from you know, if it comes up or there's an issue or whatever, I could potentially use that information to, uh, to start digging in a little deeper with, uh, you know, where I need to make some adjustments at. But right now, I'm not worried about it. I guess, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think that makes total sense. Yeah, so if I hit a point where I'm going, well, crap, man, I am, I, you know, having these issues, then I could start, because, you know, I'm wearing the Apple Watch, and, you know, like you said, all that stuff is, it's all there. So I can pretty easily go, okay, well, let's look at it. What, am I, you know, am I mm -hmm. in zone four way too much, or am I, you know? Uh, you know, it, I, I did ask somebody, there's, there's this gal that I follow on TikTok who is like, it's just running tips all the time, right? These really short videos and it's really cool. And she said something about, uh, pace and I was like, okay, well, what's your, what's your best way to find your pace in terms of like footsteps, you know? And she replied, and I, of course, explaining this and that I don't even remember what her reply was, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's another metric that I think like. You know, I could I could dig into if I if if I'm noticing some problems. So I think a lot of this stuff, like I my goal is to I want to understand what things are, but I don't want to overwhelm myself, especially this being my first full because it's already going to be overwhelming. I don't want to make it. <laughs> I don't want to make things worse by going. All right, I need to have these all these numbers down, and you know, oh my god, why I I was a uh, why was I at 158. Uh, you know, heart rate for this. Yeah, you know, I like, mean, look, I, 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 it just, none of that matters unless you're trying to be competitive. In my opinion, mm -hmm. it's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah, I just don't like yeah, unless yeah. unless you're trying to beat beat a unless you're trying to PR, you're trying to beat a prior version of yourself, you're trying to beat someone else. Like, I just don't think those are things to get hung up on when when the thing we need to keep in focus front and center is we have 26.2 miles to run in six hours or less. That is all that i care about mm -hmm. yeah and honestly right now that's the cap is basically my goal like i don't know you guys probably um probably have something 
in mind as well. But uh, for me, for now, that uh, that cap, that six hours, that's going to be my goal. So we'll see what happens over the next six months if I can if I can really uh, step things up and then do start start pushing in a way that I have not pushed yeah. before. But yeah, I'm uh, I am definitely looking forward to it. But we'll see how it goes. Sweet. Um. What do we got? <laughs> that, that was fun. Okay. Do you have a question <sighs> about the training plan that, that Runkeeper did put together? So it's not really on the terms, but um, the longest distance it has me running is 32 kilometers. So I'm, I'm mine's in kilometers because that's what I have. What's that in miles? Alexa, what's 32 kilometers in miles? I think it's miles? like 20, <laughs> 20 miles. No, it's not. It's 16. 32 kilometers? It's more than 16. Hey Siri, <laughs> how much is thirty-two kilometers in miles? Thirty-two. Either way, nineteen point eight eight. So twenty. Okay. So, so, so twenty miles. Yeah, that's about right. Seventy-five percent of the final distance is all you get to. That seems so wrong to me. So your training plan probably has you doing twenty miles twice, right? No, it only has that Just once. once. Yeah. Okay. It has, um, comes close. Like the other one might be. Well, no, I think it was eighteen. It was like twenty-nine and a half kilometers. So. So, so yes, that it's you have to trust the training, and I will I I will emphasize this over and over over the next five months because um, overtraining for a marathon is so easy to do, and we think psychologically like, oh, um, you know, I've only run twenty miles. I, I really should do like maybe a 22 or 23 or 24 mile run um, to sort of like push myself and get you that. That extra few miles will break your body in a way that will overtrain you and you won't be ready to do the full marathon. The whole reason is like, if you think about it, you get to 20 miles, yes, it's 75% of the distance. But at that point, it is no longer about your ability to run a distance as much as it is time on your feet. and the the, de the delta between 20 miles and 26.2 while yes is 6.2 miles is really not much when you consider the fact that you've already run 20 miles plus 18 miles probably twice plus 16 plus 17 plus you know all the distance that you've done and all the training that you do midweek as well in your long distances i mean those midweek runs can can be anywhere from like 5 or 6 miles up to 10 to 12 miles midweek Oh my um, gosh! And, and so, so you you trust the training and lean into that. And I will say that is a mistake that I made. That was when I ruptured my Achilles for the first time, was because I overtrained and I decided that getting to twenty miles wasn't enough. I added in a twenty-two mile run the following weekend because somehow psychologically that made sense to me, and it broke me. So yes, you don't go the full distance. You don't train up to 26 miles. Just like when you're half marathon training, you normally train up to 10 or 11 miles, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's pretty normal. So if you think about 10 miles to 13.1 miles, that is the same delta in percentage of 20 miles to 26.2 miles. And all of the additional stuff that you do, the surge running, the tempo running, the interval running, those are the things that will carry your body the last 26 miles because you will have a heightened lactate threshold. You will have a higher VO2 max. Your ability to run faster for longer will be increased over, over your training um, months. And it is really important that mentally you just trust that. You have to make peace with it, Daryl. <laughs> That's going to be my biggest hang-up. I'm not going to lie. It's sketchy, man. It's, it it's is my sketchy. biggest hang-up right now. Feels weird. Feels very weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. That's my I biggest, my biggest mental <laughs> hang-up right now. Guarantee. All right. <sighs> I want to believe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's going to be fine, guys. I promise. <laughs> Well, okay. One thing that I have heard from you more than once that is uh, that will be in the back of my mind, like it's just that little I don't know devil on your shoulder or you know whatever it is is the uh, it's twice as long, ten times as hard as the half marathon. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah. I mean, it just is. It's just. It's just facts. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. There's got to be some more uh, uh, terms. I know you've got this. You want to talk about relaxed running? Because that, yeah, that's a really, thing. Yeah, that is, yeah. Uh, that's definitely, and that's one of the terms yeah. here in, uh, in the too. actual RunKeeper app. Yeah. 
So I, there's a temptation, I think, like, I don't know if you guys experience this. I know that I do, but there's a temptation when, when I go out for quote unquote, an easy run to feel like I'm not getting in much of a workout. Right. And so, so I just like, I don't know, I'll just push the pace just a little bit or, you know, oh gosh, I could, you know, this last half a mile, I'm just going to like push it and like maybe, you know, get some sprint work in at the end or something like that. The whole point of relaxed runs is not to do any of the stuff I just talked about. It doesn't increase your VO2 max. It doesn't do anything for your lactate threshold. <clears throat> doesn't really do anything for your endurance. The whole point of a relaxed run is simply to keep your joints and your muscles flexible and working. That's it. That's the whole point of it. Like your body knows how to lubricate your joints and your tendons and your muscles and your cartilage, but you have to keep working it, right? Like it's like anything. It's like if you leave a car parked for too long, you will get a cold weld on your brake pads and the car won't be able to move very easily, right? The mm -hmm. whole point of that re relaxed run is just to keep moving. Um, the reason why you want that is because when you do your workouts that are sort of longer and harder and a little bit tougher and faster on your body, you just want to make sure your body is properly prepared for it. And so relaxed running is sort of, it is that comfortable conversational pace. It is slow. Um, your breathing should be very sort of, controllable and very calm. Um, if you are running with somebody, you should be able to hold a conversation naturally. And you may see that a relaxed run on one day is a different pace from a relaxed run on another day, simply because what is comfortable differs from day to day, like depending on how you slept or how well hydrated you are or uh, what your nutrition is like or how much, how much sodium you've had the day before, right? Like it all differs. And so that's even more important in those runs to let go of the idea of pace and just do the distance at the most relaxed, comfortable, breathable pace that you can get yourself into without pushing. And you have to fight that mental urge to feel like, well, I'm not breathing hard enough. It's not a good workout. I'm not burning enough calories. None of that matters in a relaxed run. That's fair. Um, I like relaxed runs. <laughs> they're, uh, they're possibly my favorite. Well, and then if we're talking about relaxed runs, we should, we should talk about the other two types of, of actual runs, which is your long run and your, um, your race pace run because they are also different things, right? The temptation mm -hmm. that I face when I go out for my long run at a weekend is to run that at the pace that I think I'm gonna run the marathon at. Big mistake, it needs to be about a minute slower than mm. your race pace, because that long run is about increasing time on, on feet, about just getting distance behind your legs, and not necessarily doing it for a certain time or like, you know, finish moment that you want, want to achieve. Um, it's actually not that different, different from a relaxed run. You should still be able to have sort of like a very calm, controlled breathing, you know, enough to be able to have brief conversation. Um, and like, much like relaxed runs, you're going to see that pace change from week to week, depending on how your body is feeling, you know, hydration, nutrition, all of that that I just said. The, the sort of other side of that coin is the race pace run. And race pace running is sort of like the magic combo with your long run that prepares you to run at your goal pace for longer periods of time. So for example, when I signed up for um, Twin Cities, I said that I was gonna run that in five hours. Now that's pretty generous for me. My, my full PR is uh, four hours 22. Um, the last one that I ran was four hours 31, um, but I was in much better shape back then. So I'm giving myself personally, five hours, which puts my race pace somewhere about the 11.45 to 12 minute mark, something like that. Um, and so the whole point of the race pace run is to prepare your body and your mind for running the race pace, uh, running at race pace for a longer distance. So you'll notice that in most training plans, there is a difference between a, a distance race pace run and a quote unquote long run or long slow distance. Uh, I think Hig Higdon's um, nomenclature calls it the LSD, the long slow distance. Um, I, I know, um, and so so like those those are two distinct things. They're not wildly different. Um, like I said, your your slow run, your long run should be about a minute slower than your race pace. Um, but your race pace is also not your, you know, it's not your 5K, your 10K. It's actually the time at which you think you are going to finish the marathon. Um, and they both, 
They both will help simulate fatigue. They will both require extreme mental focus. Um, and the whole point of it is to get you used to both the distance and the distance at the pace that you want to run on the day that we're in Minneapolis. Both of those. Both of those, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. It comes it always comes back around. Right? Um you know, while while we're sort of like talking about terms and all of that, um we want to talk about cross training real quick and what that means. Uh yeah, I would love it. Sure. So to cr- cross training in its most simplest terms is a form of training that is not running and is not uh is not something that um works the same muscle groups that you work as running. So it can be cycling, it can be weightlifting, uh, it can be elliptical, it can be body weight, it can be upper body, um, it can be yoga, uh, it could be playing Beat Saber on your Oculus Rift, mm. um, you know, just like anything that is still physically training and physically active but is not uh, an activity that is, that is sort of... Um, working the same muscle groups to the same intensity. But one exception to this, because I asked the trainer this, is like, okay, running is one thing, but I also know that conditioning leg muscles, like doing leg weights, having leg day uh, is important. Yeah. And the advice that I got was, that is fine to, to do sort of like leg weight exercises, do leg day, but make sure that you get a full 24 hours between um between doing leg day and then going for your next run. So like I will probably do some cross training with leg weight, you know, whatever I'll work my calves or work mm-hmm. my work my thighs, my hamstrings in the gym on the various weight machines, but I will probably do that on a rest day where I have a relaxed run the next day so that I do get some recovery time. I get that 24 hours, but my run the next day is not really going to push very hard, right? I'm not going to do leg day <clears throat> prior to a long slow distance or prior to a race pace right like that that's just going to exhaust me um but there's all kinds of things that we can do and should do mm-hmm. for for cross training on quote unquote rest days i will say this it's important to have one full rest day a week like have one day where you're just going to slob on the couch and watch netflix all day um or whatever but other rest days consider cross training core is really important for the longer distance, it helps prop our shoulders up. It helps keeps our chest out. It helps support our diaphragm for our breathing. Um, so like doing crunches and sort of core exercises, Pilates, planks, anything like that is really good uh, for working the core. Um, but, you know, keeping it sort of mixed up and doing things different and just doing something other than running on cross training days is just a very healthy supportive action that we can do that will help us with our running. How does walking fit into that? Because I I was reading something the other day that they were actually saying walking could be a good supplement cross training. Yeah, I mean you you don't actually use all of the same muscle groups when we walk, right? Like mm-hmm. we all walk around all day long. I mean mm-hmm. I mean for the most part, right? We've got to walk around in our day to day. Um, I for me, I just want to be a bit more intentional about it and be like, okay, I could go for a two mile walk, but if I'm gonna go if I'm gonna go walking for 40, 45 minutes, I think I would rather use that 45 minutes to, you know, get on the Peloton or go hit the weight machine or go, um, you know, do some free weights or some body weight planks or push-ups or whatever, simply because I'm already putting enough focus on my leg muscles. Mm -hmm. I'm already doing that on my day-to-day running. And so if I'm going to use that time to do something else, I'd rather put a little bit of focus somewhere else on my body that I know is going to support me in my running. Yeah, I think I'm probably gonna use some some bit of walking to to try to I don't know supplement. Feels like a good idea, um, and especially with I've got a treadmill really close by, and if I can get out early in the morning, then it's not too bad outside. I think we're uh, I think we've covered this a little more extensively than I even thought we were going to <laughs> there tonight. Go. But was there any other uh, kind of terms or you know? The only running condition that I really talked about is just heat and humidity summer in Texas, hydration being key. But um, if we want to see if there's any other, I see uh, pace reps and hill reps and Yasso and a bunch of stuff. I don't know if that's... Yasso 800s are useful. Um, They exist more to um, sort of gauge how fast you might run a marathon. And the whole point of it is that you run 800 meters 
at a certain pace and whatever that pace is it's a multiplier against the full distance mm -hmm. it'll it'll sort of like spit out what your race pace should be mm -hmm. um you'll typically you'd only do yeso 800s maybe once or twice in a training cycle um for a marathon just to sort of confirm that you're running at the the pace you expected to um but but i i don't for me, like I'm, they're not included in the in the runkeeper plan, and they're not. They've, I've never found them that useful. I could see how they would be useful if you were like an elite runner or a very advanced runner, and you were trying to keep up to a certain pace. Mm -hmm. um, but they were they're more informative than they are sort of progressive in your training. Uh, Daryl, any other any other? Uh, I know for you, it'll probably it's gonna. You'll get a couple of days of some nice weather, and then it'll start snowing again in about a month. Oh, God, I right. hope not. <laughs> Heck, I'm not going to lie. A, there's a chance on Thursday. So, yeah. Yeah, I got that. Of snow? Yeah. <laughs> so, fun story. I got to go up. I'm flying up to Wisconsin uh, for Memorial Day weekend. It's actually a, a work-related, friend-related thing. Um, but uh, I've heard that there's a potential that it's going to snow while I'm there. Oh yeah! Oh, my God, <laughs> it just seems like I don't know, man. <laughs> yep. <sighs> very, Good. very silly. Yeah, but... there's a chance. Yeah. There's always a chance. Saying there's so, a chance. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm never gonna. Forget it. I swear it was June uh, when we were raiding one night. It was and, the June. Uh, it was June when that happened. June, and we had to put the raid on hold because Daryl and his wife had to run outside and get all the all the uh, plants off the deck off the deck yeah. because it was going to start snowing and yeah <laughs> in june yeah that was june that is june when once, that happened once again once again i question why humans any humans <laughs> centuries ago went through one single winter in that location and then me i would have been like okay this sucks let's just pack up and keep going south <laughs> they're like this sucks but maybe if we just keep doing it it'll be cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay let's see i think uh i think we kind of i don't know daryl like unless you have any cold weather tips or anything like that um we no, haven't done uh, we haven't done gear corner in a while but i don't really have any recommendations for that right now unless you guys have i do not i'm running in the same no, game particular no. yep. yeah pretty much okay <laughs> um then i guess it makes sense to move on i know uh we had talked about adding some more songs playlist we did and um i mean we're gonna we do it every episode yeah um, and I know that what are, we're not even up to the three-hour mark right now. Oh, and James, this is something I brought up to you the other day that was that was very interesting to me. Um, and I don't even know what this looks like or what it means. Uh, but your your opinion was was a uh, was a little bit different than what I had seen uh, when I was running the when I was running the the half. I had noticed one thing consistently across the board, and that was that no one at all and i don't think a single person that i saw that was running the full marathon was wearing any sort of headset or earbuds or had anything like that every last one of them was just running and had nothing it was it was very bare minimum for the, for those guys so i'm not entirely sure what the uh what the the point of that is or or how that works or why but uh yeah kind of i don't know thought it was interesting well I, my first response is that's gotta suck <laughs> I, I mean i just i just can't imagine running i mean even even if you're an elite runner and you're doing a full marathon in two two and a half hours right like i i can't imagine that like i'm i need things in my ears and i will say yeah after you've been running for three hours four hours with these things in your ears like they start to irritate and they start to hurt but okay, I'd rather just get through the first three hours. And if I've got to take them out and put them in my pocket, then I'll take them out and put them in my pocket. But like, mm -hmm. I don't, so I will say some races, I can't imagine that Silo is one of these. Some races that are specific Boston qualifiers do um, stipulate that to, to qualify for Boston, no headphones, no, like, mm -hmm. you just can't have that stuff with you. You can't even carry your phone. Like, you can't, mm -hmm. like, there's just, you're not allowed to, right? Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that that was most people running the Silo Marathon. I don't even know if Silo is a um, is a Boston qualifier. I think, I think it's maybe. an official one, but as far okay. as I know, so, so maybe those they were everyone that you saw was trying to qualify. Maybe 
and that was one of the rules. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but I think honestly that uh, you know quite a few of these uh, these folks were just their style. Yeah, I can tell you now. I will not be. I will. I will be wearing my AirPods. Like, there's no question. I am running with my AirPods. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I... actually, I say that now. I may not run with my AirPods. I may find a comfortable wired solution so that I don't run don't run the danger of like AirPods dropping out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also so that I can find something that is a little more comfortable than AirPods. I'm yeah, sure I love AirPods, but there is a definitely a point where Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, my lot my the few fulls that I've done, I ran with um, a wired pair of I think they were Bose workout earpieces, like in earpieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recall them being very like comfortable and, and lasted the distance. So mm, I'm yeah. gonna, but I'm gonna start looking at that now because again, nothing new on race day. I need to yeah. train with what I intend to run the race with. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Okay. Uh, then uh, maybe you want to get on to the good stuff. All right. Yeah, we do. Rob, give us your first. I think we decided. Okay. We decided we're gonna add two, so we'll we'll, ro- we'll do one and then we'll come back around for your second. What's you know what? One? I'm going. I'm going like off the. I've, I've got two in mind already, and these are legit. Just like without me being prepared, kind of like off the off the rails, <laughs> so to speak. Um, the first one is going to be uh, the Eddie Murphy. My girl likes to party all the time. Wow. wow. Okay. I can't like I'm thinking right now like I there has not ever been a time where that song came on where I was not like like all right let's do this that like that song is just it's timeless. It's all good. right, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, James, what do you got for your first one? Yeah, so um, you guys might know I think I've put a couple of songs in the set list that sort of like fit within this genre, but I'm sort of. I'm, I'm kind of into the retro pop thing that's been happening lately. Bands like the 1975 and Nightly and mm-hmm. the Midnight stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is an artist that uh, that actually a mutual friend of all of us, uh, Missy, introduced me to. Her name is Caroline Polacek, and she's sort of got this retro indie pop sound. And there's this one song that I just cannot get off repeat repeat right now. It's called "So Hot You're Hurting My Feelings." By Caroline Polachek. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's very good, my dudes. I love it. Well, when I Google it, you know how sometimes it has the lyrics pop up there. It just says yeah. lyrics, and then it just says ah 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 yeah, I think this one's fitting because we're going to have lots of joy from completing that marathon, but we're going to probably be in pain. So we're going joy and pain, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Dude, Whoa. I'm not even kidding you. I was thinking um, it Good takes choice. two. That wasn't I, my choice right now, but I was definitely thinking it takes two. I was so. thinking that one at one yeah, point man. too. We're, if we're we're going down these rabbit holes, man, I'm not going to be shy about some some throwback, some stuff, you know, some good stuff, you know. Yep. I'm doing it. Um, all right, my second choice is not one of those. Uh, it is a more of a I don't know. I guess they've been around for a while now, but they are a pretty pretty popular kind of rock, uh, a hardcore, you know, post punk kind of a little bit of screaming, a little bit of singing uh, band called Silverstein. And they are from Canada. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know these Yeah, dudes. and uh, this song in particular I love. It is a wonderful song. It is called uh, Face of the Earth. All right. And I, Daryl, I, you don't got to worry. This one's not going to <laughs> um, <laughs> play the brown note for you like the kill switch. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, for my second, my second I, I'm going to throw back to... Uh, a track that got enormously popular in the UK uh, in my formative years. I think I was 14 or 15 when this song came out. Um, and it intros with this great line, especially this recording of, uh, of Ella Fitzgerald with spoken word. And she says, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we have something special down here at the Birdland this evening, a recording for Blue Note Records. And then kicks in the most incredible track that was released in 1993, Cantaloupe, Flip Fantasia, by us three. Dude, yes. Okay. 
I'm, I'm about it. I'm Brace about yourself it. as the beat hits you. Uh-huh. And who was that by again? Sorry, I missed that. It's by us three. You us three. Yep. Yeah, I was actually singing that the other day, and my son just stopped, and he goes, Dad, that's actually really good. Groovy, and I was groovy, like, jazzy, uh, funky. I was like, I know it is. <laughs> He's like, did you make that up? I was like, nope. <laughs> And he would, then he was a little disappointed. But. Man, when that comes on, I'm telling you, that'll that'll raise my lactate threshold threshold just by merely listening. I'm telling you, man, some of these songs is going to come on and you're going to be like, all right. Oh, I know, there's a lot. Yes. Yeah, it's okay. Yes. All right. Some of you are going to roll your eyes, but it'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so the last one for this week. Um, this came on the radio. I was in the car with my wife. She's like, oh, this would be a good one. I'm like, yeah, this would be a good song. for." Them. And then I, like, I haven't heard this song in years. And then I heard it again a couple times in the next week. It was weird. Just different stations played this song. And then before my race on Sunday, I put on my personal running playlist, hit shuffle. And this was the first song to come on. And Rob, I want to say this to you because you completed your half marathon. You're a superstar mm-hmm. by Love Inc. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, that song. So good. And yep. that, yeah, I fired up my playlist, and that was the first song to come on when I started my half. I'm like, awesome. Outstanding. I love it. Uh, yep. That's perfect. So, yes. Man. That is the last one. There yep. Go. I got no beef with that, man. Catchy tune. I like it. All right. These are all good. He's updated. Dude, this uh, Caroline Polachek song is legit, man. It's a good vibe, man. Mm-hmm. That beat gets me going. Yeah. That's a bop for sure. I feel like my, uh, my daughter is going to be like, She's going to pretend like she doesn't like it, and then I'm going to catch her jamming to it. <laughs> okay, well, we're actually, I think this is one of our longers. We're, we're a little over an hour. I know we got some truncating silence to do, but we'll still be a, a little over. Yeah, I suppose if uh, if anybody listening hears the, uh, the laughing in uh, regards to episode length, just assume that there was some awkward <laughs> silences. But on a professional level, there wasn't. No, so. not at all. Not yeah. at all. All right. Yeah. Well, you can uh, reach us at Training Dummy. I'm at Daryl underscore TDD almost everywhere. Uh, I think we got at Rob Copeland most places, I believe. Mm, yeah. Yep. And at English Guy. Pretty sure. On the Twitters and on the Instaja- Instagrams. Instajams. Jams. All right. So I guess that wraps it up for another. Let's hit the outro. The advice you can trust. Woo! Go challenge yourself. Woo!